Welcome back to Dear Diary. I'm Raimi and I'm so happy you're here. The response to the first episode overwhelmed me with so many good emotional feelings. Hearing all of the sweet things that you guys had to say about something that I made just meant so much to me. I'm so grateful and happy and just so many things about all of this. So thank you from the bottom of my big fat heart. In today's audio diary, I want to explain the way that I learned to see the world at a young age. I think in a really messed up way, beautiful things are born from really terrible things. I wanted to record this episode because I am aware that you guys are able to consume my life through various visual forms, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, videos things like that and I know things are very romanticized by me and I am a fan of just beautiful things. I love my home. I love making my home. Um, You get the gist and I just wanted to explain the meaning behind that, the purpose behind why I do what I do. So long story short, after going through some hard things as a child, my way of life feels like my personal way of coping in hindsight. I gained a way of seeing the world that made things and made life softer for me as a direct opposition of all of the harshness that I was always facing. I learned that if no one was going to protect me, then I had to create a world for myself that I'd be able to live in and that I could return to at any moment. This episode is an ode to simple pleasures and looking for magic in seemingly normal things. So to make this easier, I'm going to break this down into three categories, home, mind, and lessons. I'm asking myself to explain something that I kind of just do, so I'm just going to let myself speak from the heart and see where that takes us. I'm 22 at the moment, and in my world, I guess I can, at this age, this is me reflecting pretty much on everything that I am and that I want to be, so I feel like I'm able to kind of like break down the things that I do and explain them to people. So in my world, I feel like everything that I do is a way to comfort myself. I think the way that I operate is really just me trying my best to give myself all of the feelings that I really want to have, like joy, peace, clarity, things like that. So with that being said, let's get into the first category, which is home. I'm a Cancer, so naturally I live in my shell and home is just such an important place for me inherently and in every way. I think that naturally when we're growing up and when we get to the point where we have our own space and we get to create what feels right for us, all of those dreams and wants for our perfect space really just comes from the things that we lacked as a child or the things that um, we always longed for and I think that's kind of like a loophole into seeing why you need what you need. I think home and the environment creates such a important space for yourself. It's where you live, it's where you wake up every day, it's where you do, you know, all the most vulnerable things that you do and that's why I am so in love with ambiance because I know 
and I've seen and felt how it affects my brain and body to be in different environments. Usually most of our lives we're living with, well, not most of our lives, I guess, growing up, um, we're living by someone else's rules and yeah, just by someone else's rules. You know, you don't really have a choice in how things are decorated or how things are gone about when it comes to like dynamics with people and decorating and da da da. So I think we have a reaction to whatever environment we were in. And now being in my first apartment, I noticed that my style is a bit minimalistic. I'm still learning myself, but I am definitely leaning towards like a more simple, earthy, cozy, soft lit home. I think that comes from growing up in a place that was very much maximalist, which I love. Like, please put your things everywhere. But I think naturally we just like that happens. Like, you grow up in a place that's so cluttered and filled with so many things, and then One day you're like, oh my gosh, I just can't have that. All of that to say, since I am on the internet, I'm really used to people telling me that my home could be so sterile and boring and just not it sometimes, even though it's my favorite place in the world. I think that we forget that everyone is different and everyone needs different things. So of course I've rejected things from my childhood and accepted in everything that I've always wanted. I'm more of a minimalist. I like to just have a few things and it would be my favorite thing in the world if people could just, I don't know, take a second to think about how massively different everyone's life experiences are and how one person's sterile can be another person's comfort and I think that's just an important thought to have. If you do anything um, when it comes to decorating your own space, I think the key is to create what feels right for you when you're able to clear out any societal chatter, any norms. Like if you were in a perfect world, what would you do and how would you decorate? And I think that plays a big part in the way that I live my life because home is so pivotal. The ambiance affects you in every way. That's why I take time and make time to do seemingly like tedious random little things, but I will always go buy flowers and put them in random containers all over my house. I'll always light a candle, put on background music, overhead lighting. I know you probably hear this from like every person in the world, but overhead lighting, like does horrible things to me. I hate it. (laughs) And I'm always going to put on my little lamps. I always have a fake fireplace on, on my TV and twinkle lights on my patio. I always start the day by setting up like a little set. It feels like I'm turning on the lights and putting on the incense and the music and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that is really important. A lot of people could say that they don't have time for that or it's not important, just like overlook it. And I think it can make the biggest difference because for me, I'm sensitive and I will have a horrible day (laughs) if I don't do those things for some reason. It just doesn't feel right. The energy feels weird, even though it's my same home. But the power of a little lamp and some music is like indescribable. And I think that's so sweet, like small, 
unassuming inanimate objects can change the whole energy of your home just because it means something to you and I think that's a really big part of my presence on social media it's not just to be cutesy and stuff it's like actually for me like I have to have a good environment to be able to feel grounded. And it's kind of like a ritual. It's a ritual to wake up in the mornings and do my little morning shift or at night to turn the bigger lights into a different color and close the blinds and pull my books out and make tea, things like that, just to make the home homey. We should do homey little NPC Animal Crossing ass things in real life. So yeah, home is huge for me. Ambiance affects your brain and your body. So don't ever feel silly for wanting to turn on a little candle or put on an outfit that you love. And it creates a sense of routine. And something about that is just really comforting. Next up, we have the mind. Things are so much sweeter than they seem. Simple pleasures make my world go round. And for me, it's pretty foolproof. Naturally, simple things are full of so much love if you let yourself look hard enough and everything has a story, a meaning, even if it doesn't. For me, simple pleasures make my life more meaningful. It helps me to stop and actually be present and grateful and whimsical. It definitely does something to you when you learn to care for something as simple as a spoon or a hand soap container. For example, right now I'm recording this podcast at my desk in my home office. I have a lit candle next to me, a cup of water, my scrapbooking scissors, a bottle of ritual vitamins that I'm trying out for the first time, aquaphor, and a hand soap container filled with baby's breath flowers. So last night I bought a bouquet of baby's breath and I was looking for some vases to put them in so I could spread them around my apartment and I realized some of my vases were missing and that was kind of stressing me out and I was looking everywhere for just some kind of vessel to hold them in and that's when I remembered that a few weeks ago Unfortunately, my hand soap in the bathroom ran out and I was like, oh, well, that is the perfect container actually. So I just took the little pump off, stuck some water and flowers in it. And I can't even describe how happy that made me and how much like love I have for this little (laughs) hand soap container with flowers in it. I probably brought it over to my boyfriend like I don't even know how many times. He is such a trooper. Like, living with me is me bringing random shit to you over and over again and being like, look, isn't it amazing? And the random shit is literally like a post-it note or something. So yeah, that's my most recent simple pleasure. And I think I just got a lot of joy from doing something that I wasn't supposed to do, (laughs) I guess. Because part of my brain was like, you can't use the empty hand soap container as a vase because you're going to get more hand soap and then where are you going to put it? But then I realized, who cares? Like, made up rule deleting that i can literally just put flowers in it and by the time i get more hand soap these will probably be dead and it'll be the perfect little trade-off this dish soap container or i mean a hand soap container can have more than one life and i really found the beauty in that it's so fun to have it just like on my desk and i could talk about it for hours but i won't um (laughs) that's just an example of just little things that you can do and get joy from mindset really does play a big role in all of this i guess i had it easy question mark because since (laughs) 
<laughs> I had to, you know, heal from my trauma somehow. I definitely turned to simple pleasures because I just thought, you know, if I could make myself happy from seemingly nothing, then there's no way that I could get to rock bottom again. And honestly, like nine years in, it's really worked. I'm able to look at anything and create a story for it and have love for things because my my brain is just like all of us we have just such a good little part of our brain that loves to make stories and you can use that for good you can make bad stories or you can make stories that make you fall in love with life and i choose to fall in love with life one because there's already so much icky scary stuff in this world and it just feels better this way for me i guess this could also be a love letter to not living life how everybody else does it's not doing that but it's it's realizing that you don't have to that you can pave your own way and you can do things that were never taught to you or explained to you just out of pure desire. And I think desires lead us to beautiful things in life if we choose the right ones. So yeah, um, hand soap could change your life if you want it to. <laughs> to me, simple pleasures are a gateway to love, light, and just joy, happiness, good feelings. I think that we want for so much in this world. And as simple of a girl as I am, I have huge dreams. I reach for the stars and I hope this doesn't come off as like lower your standards because that's the last thing that I want it to be. It's more of appreciating all of the things that are around you. So on your journey, when you're moving through life and going through all of these things, you're able to take a look around and find something that is meaningful to you and that makes you feel however you want to feel because you know we're always wanting for more and we're always dreaming and pushing the boundaries and on our way forward we're propelling ourselves forward and I think the worst thing that we could do is not take a look around on the way because the journey is so much more fun than the destination being able to still be a student to life and have childlike wonder and be able to learn and grow and be stagnant and plateau and all of these things and still have something that you can hold on to and be like this is why i'm here and this is why I love earth, you know? And for me, that's simple pleasures. And I'd love to hear what that is for you. Or if maybe you're going to take up the simple life. And my last category is lessons. Because seeking softness isn't easy. And I've definitely fallen into very valuable lessons that I've had to learn. For example, I've became a people pleaser, which is not fun. I definitely had to learn my lesson in my teen years from that because when you just want a softer life and when things have been kind of rough, the last thing you want to do is have conflict. Conflict is so tricky and better if you avoid it. You know, that's what we can think immediately. But I think a big part of living a softer life is to set boundaries. Setting boundaries can be like the scariest and hardest thing ever, especially if you're someone who is like me and just has trouble putting your foot down because I was raised to be very palatable and easy to be around and I wanted to keep it that way. You know, I never had any inkling of, you know, saying what I actually wanted or, you know, just putting my foot down for things, even like the simplest things. And I 
recently, like I guess in the past few years, have really grown from that. And it's been amazing. I think that's one of my favorite lessons that I've learned is that it's not mean to stand up for what you want. And you don't have to do it in a mean way. You can just tell people, hey, um, don't do this to me. Thanks. (laughs) And it works. Um, A lot of the time, the problem is that other people don't like that or don't receive that well, because in our society, we're supposed to put others first, which, yes, in a way, when we put people first too much, you can end up putting yourself last. And if you put yourself last, then what does that mean for how other people will treat you? I think it's just a good lesson in building trust within yourself and learning how to say no for someone who isn't good at it is such a hard journey. But once you get there, you realize how not scary it was because you wouldn't want to disappoint yourself. But disappointing other people could be easy once you realize that not everyone has your best interest at heart and what you know is best for you, some people won't accept. And I think the last thing that I ever wanted to do was keep feeling like I was doing things for other people because I'm like, oh, that's how I would want to be treated and not realizing that other people wouldn't treat me the same way or wouldn't extend me the same love and kindness, you know? So when going for a soft life and seeking sweetness, people pleasing could be a trap to fall into. And I think that that's one that we really got a nip in the butt or We're going to be living our one life. I guess it's one life. We can get into that in another (laughs) episode. Um, We live our one life for other people and that is just unfulfilling. I'm literally having like a full body reaction to my people-pleasing days. I just feel so much for her and how she just wanted to be safe and, and liked and accepted by others and being a little bit older... I'm realizing that the people that will accept you for who you are um, when you set boundaries and things like that will accept that. They will accept your boundaries and they will love that for you because that's love. Love is letting people be who they are and wanting to, you know, make things comfortable for everybody. If you're scared of exiting your people pleaser era, let me just tell you that once you do things will be so much better. I've lost a lot of people in my life from setting boundaries and that was really rough for me at first, but um, in the end, I'm so much happier. I'm so much more joyful because now I have people around me who accept my boundaries and they understand that I'm saying those things for a reason and I'm wanting certain things for a reason and it all comes from love. It's all from a good place. People who reject your boundaries and have a bit of a freak out, Um, when you're asking for something completely reasonable, are just not meant for you. One of my favorite unexpected lessons that I've learned from living a softer life is learning to not give a fuck. Oh my gosh, I never expected that one. I feel like my entire life, I've been called fake. Or people are like, oh my god, like I did not believe the whole sweet girl act when I first met you, but oh my gosh, now it's like months in and you're the exact same. Or my friends didn't believe that you were like this, but I'm like, no, like she actually is this way, is like something that I've heard from other friends like my whole entire life. And that's something that I've thought about a lot. It just confuses me so much that when people encounter someone that is a bit happier, softer, you know, more chill, people think, that it's fake. 
And when people come across people that are mean, they think that's real. I don't know. It's always hurt my feelings. It's always like thrown me for a loop. I'm the way that I am because I've been through hard things and I need softness more than you know. I think it's kind of like a harsh reality that people just have a really negative reaction to me sometimes um, for being happy. And I had to learn to not give a fuck because I'm like, you know what? I did have a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to stop being so giggly and happy and all these things when I first meet people. And my boyfriend's always like, why would you do that? Like, why would you change yourself to be colder and just less like yourself just so people wouldn't think that you're fake? And I'm like, you know what? You're so right, bestie. Like, I just have to be myself and I can't help that I'm genuinely so excited when I meet new people and that I am pretty fucking happy most of the time. Um, because that's, I just have a, like a sunny disposition. I always have, and I've just had a hard time facing that, I guess, just because of other people. And I guess that is a lesson in don't let other people dictate your life. And like I said earlier, don't live for others because I literally almost made myself into a grumpy girl, into a nonchalant cool girl for the sake of people, people's opinions. I just think that's a really important thing that whenever you choose something, um, people might judge you and they might not like it and it might trigger something within them and you really have to remember that it's not about you and don't make it about you no matter how much it stings, even if you've thought whatever they said about yourself before all on your own, just don't believe it. I hope this episode gave you something good and I hope that this second episode was just as good as the first one. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you can invite more sweetness into your life and let yourself kind of pave your own way and mold your life into whatever you need and whatever is going to make you feel the best and not what is going to please somebody else. Because trust me, you will be so fulfilled and feel just so much more free knowing that you're choosing what you're choosing because you want to. I hope you're having a lovely day or night wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next one. Love you. Bye.